I did not write this book in order to save the earth. It is not a manifesto or a call to action. You will not find lists of things to do if you want to reduce your carbon footprint or become a green consumer. These things are good, better than good, but they are not my thing. My goal is to make you think. Environmental issues like climate change have become too wrapped up in political slogans and partisan bickering. There is too much talk that purports to be about science or policy, but is really about posturing and positioning. The climate change denialists are most guilty of this, but environmentalists are not immune. Warnings about tipping points seem to have increased dramatically since the publication of Malcolm Gladwell's book of the same name in 2000. We are constantly told that we stand at a unique moment in human history and that this is the last chance to make a difference. But every point in human history is unique, and it is always the last chance to make some particular difference. Until the world or humanity comes to an end, literally, there will always be a chance to make a difference. We need to see through the fog and soberly grasp the problems that we face. As the late climate scientist Jerry Malman used to say, there is no need to exaggerate the problem of climate change. It is bad enough as it is. The climate change that is underway is remaking the world in such a way that familiar comforts, places, and ways of life will disappear on a timescale of years or decades. Over the next few centuries, climate change risks putting an end to a great deal that we value, including much of humanity and its creations. Climate change is not an isolated phenomenon, but is occurring in concert with other rapid environmental, technological, and social changes. That these changes are anthropogenic is of great importance. We are bringing about a climate change that we do not want but do not know how to stop. Human action is the driver, but it seems that things, not people, are in control. Our corporations, governments, technologies, institutions, and economic systems seem to have lives of their own. It feels as though we are living through some weird perversion of the Enlightenment dream. Instead of humanity rationally governing the world and itself, we are at the mercy of monsters that we have created. This book is about how it came to this. The Enlightenment dream was a good one. Why has it failed in the ways that it has? Have the failures been inevitable, or could they have been avoided? What can we learn from them? What do they portend about the future? In what ways do our actions continue to have significance and meaning?